0: Potato. In the very first episode on this podcast, Yay! I talked about the great things about living in Hong Kong, the really unique culture here, the minibus drivers. Well, the other big thing about Hong Kong is the F&B scene. Eating out here is a big culture. People love eating out here. Now, people do eat out every day, pretty much. A new restaurant, every lunch, every dinner. And you can find every single cuisine in the world on this tiny, tiny island. There's Brazilian Japanese. There's Canto French. You name a country, we have it here. And for someone who's used to just the kebab down the road, the Chinese, and maybe a cheeky Thai, and that was considered exotic. Hong Kong is just on a different planet. And for the size of Hong Kongers, we sure love to eat. But, there's a big bud coming. I might stir a crowd here. I hate eating out here. Because I don't like trying any new food, let alone new restaurants. Now, I've had the same order of McDonald's for years. Double cheeseburger, no gherkin, chips and orange juice. I don't like it. I like eating what I like eating. Call me boring. But have you ever ordered food that you don't like and you feel stupid and you have to eat it with a smile? Yeah, call me boring then. If I know one thing for sure about myself is that I pretty much know what I want. I'm very practical. You see, I eat for survival. I eat to function. Food is essential for human survival. It's a source of fuel. And that's all it should be. My main problem is with fine dining. There are over 150 Michelin stars restaurants in Hong Kong. All in this little small tiny island. The fancy tablecloth with a three month wait list. A guide all created by this white fat man from the garage. As if we don't listen to white man enough in the world, we have to listen to the fat one from the garage. Check this. It's not coincidence that the Michelin Ties Michelin and the Michelin Stars Michelin are the same and the only one. So basically what happened was is that the naked white fat man from the garage realizes that He's not the the most sexier person, he's not the sexiest symbol, nor ties out as a business. So what they did was that they approached the market as a tyre company, trying to sell tyres by publishing destination travel guides. Which then gradually transformed into what we know as today, the Michelin star rating systems. Mind blown, right? I was, I was impressed. It still amazes me how much branding can do and one little tweak can just work wonders for you. Look at Beyonce and JC, I'm sure they can tell you all about that. Whoa, that's like fucking mean. You see, I've waited a table for so many years when I was in school and I loved the job. I mean you get paid to people watch and you get free food by the end of it. What more could you want as a student? I've worked at restaurants, I've worked at takeaways, and I've worked at even private boxes at stadiums, and I've served the likes of Richard Branson, and it's a really, really cool experience. So whenever I eat out, I have the highest, highest, highest respect for waiters. I know it's a stressful job, and I, I know it's a lot of hard work, and, you know, you really have to dig in. So whenever you go to these fancy restaurants, they will tell you, it's an experience that we sell here. You pay for the food and the ambiance. Anyway, this one time, I was at this fancy restaurant that served food that I couldn't pronounce. The only word I recognised was foam. Never knew foam was so versatile. You'd get them in mattresses, in sponges, Starbucks, parties, and now in food. The menu doesn't even tell you what food you're getting. I mean, they present life stories of the ingredients. So listen, this is a real life menu. Using only the freshest and most exceptional produce from the best suppliers including Simon's, R farm, in the Lake District, our food is forward-thinking and imaginative. Well, if they are that forward-thinking, the cows would have figured out a way to escape your freaking farm, Simon. (laughs) And the rest of the menu goes like this. Artesian bread with a rich English heritage, locally sourced, hand-selected, infused with a tint of obnoxiousness and mud with foam. Forage mushroom with deconstructed Caesar salad. Awaken A25 Kobe Wagyu with a smear of overpriced bogey fresh from the chef's nose. Like seriously... What the fuck? And you must be thinking, no one's asking you to go to these fancy restaurants. No, go eat at the places where everybody else goes. Spoke it. Yes, I hear you. I love local food. I love a wide variety of food, but still not a big fan of eating out here. And I'll tell you why. Because this is Hong Kong. Things can't be simple. Eating at a local restaurant, cha tang, food store, whatever you call them. The number one rule is that Customer service does not exist. You know, when you eat out in a large group and you have the anxiety, we have to rehearse the order in your head again and again and again until it's your turn. Well, imagine that level of anxiety, but multiply that by 500. When you eat at a local Hong Kong food stores, it's basically the same thing as taking a minibus. You have to be confident, quick, and assertive. You have to know what you're doing at all times. I made a mistake once on asking how big the portions are, and I was being ripped apart. That is because you are expected to know what you want before you even step foot in the restaurant. If the restaurant has a queue outside, you are expected to think about your order, so you can order as soon as you are sat down and the food will come within 5 minutes, sometimes 30 seconds. If you don't believe me, go to gongzi. Australia Dairy Company, or known as OO, here's what their Wikipedia page had to say. The restaurant is notable for its efficiency, but often rude service. With a short average customer visit length of only 10 minutes, it's also famous for its signature egg custard pudding and scrambled eggs. It is described as the iconic Hong Kong restaurant. And to be fair, that pretty much sums up the entire Hong Kong. And here's some tips if you want to make your first visit. Something I really wished that I knew. The waiters will lead you to the table with a sprint. Everything happens a thousand miles per hour here. The waiters are also permanently operating at 250% trying to fit in the maximum capacity. You'll be seated in a fairly intimate round table with a bunch of strangers and the waiters will be sure to let you know how absolutely unwelcome you are by their body language and verbal abuse. Do not ever call the waiters over or make eye contact with any of them unless you are 350% sure exactly what you want from them. You should keep your order to a minimum word count and use a slang, and if you start with please may I have and pause, you will get a smackdown by them and they will probably just leave. But the good thing is the food is always, always, always making up for it. I mean, the consistency level of the food is insane. That just sounds lovely, doesn't it? And um, <laughs> whilst they are busy serving our tables, they will also have a pair of eyes at the back of their head. So as soon as your spoon hits the plate after your last bite, your plate will be gone instantly, and that means time to go. You pay the bill at the front, and again the same rule applies. Have your cash ready. You will see the lady having the, all kinds of change ready in the little pots that she has, so this transaction should not take longer than any more than 10 seconds. In the event you fail to do so, you guessed it, you will get another verbal smackdown. Go. And if you ever need to put someone in their place, I recommend you, take them out for lunch here, that will put them back in their place. Now. Japanese food. There is a big attraction to Japan here, probably the most popular cuisine by far in Hong Kong. And me being, you know, me, always just assumed that all Japanese food was just salmon sushi, curry, and of course, my favourite, miso soup. And when I was growing up, I pretty much only ate at this chain restaurant called Yoshishi in the UK, which served conveyor belts sushi. And I was looking this up when I was doing research for this episode. Yes, I do do research. Uh, the Yoshushi Chain restaurants actually ran by two white English guys, and they first opened in London Mayfair. So I think that pretty much tells you how authentic the food is going to be there. And a couple of years ago, we're now seeing my now-girlfriend, I found out that she loves Japanese food, and I really wanted to impress her. By the way, great gal. Great, great gal. If you ever want to know more about her, have a listen to, um, I think, episode 8, where I talk everything that's so lovely about her on the episode, um, if you've got a bit of time. Anyway, so I found out she loves Japanese food, wanted to impress her, and I asked around, I found this really cool restaurant, 58th floor of a really cool building, a great view looking over the Victoria Harbour of Hong Kong. And we get there, and the first thing I notice is that there was no conveyor belts anywhere to be seen across the entire restaurant. That was the first alarm bells. And I remember thinking, maybe there's like a menu I can order off and I can see what I can order, what, uh, what food I like, um, that kind of stuff. And um, a couple of minutes later, the waiter just started handing out plates and plates and sushi. I mean, I'm not a very adventurous eater, as you can probably tell by now, but I didn't want to be that guy to question, you know, every dish What what is this dish? You know, what are we eating? And luckily, sushi are often bite-sized. So every time I get a new one that comes along that I didn't recognize, I just swallowed it and just down pints of green tea. And after about two hours of um, swallowing sushi, I gave her the false impression that we were bonding over Japanese food. Which to this day still is one of my biggest regrets. She suggested to go and have omakase the next time. No idea what that is, no idea, I've never heard of it in my life. And I just used my usual tactic and just smiled and nod whilst I was choking on some fish sperm. Such a dirty girl. So for those who don't know what omasake is, is a traditional Japanese dining style in which a chef provides a meal tailored to your preferences based on the availability, budget, taste and seasonality. So basically, you don't really get to choose what you eat, you just get handed food to eat. Nothing wrong with that. Kind of, I guess, somewhat like a tasting menu, if you like, if you need a a Western-style equivalent, but it's so much more complicated than that. So just bear with me whilst I set the scene up for you. I get there, and it's a very intimate restaurant where it's just only a couple of seats. There's this like counter that has two tiers and it surrounds the chef's table. It's kind of like an art show. And again, I wish I'd gotten some kind of brief before going to this. So on the lower counter, that's where your chopsticks, tissue, saucers, that kind of stuff were placed. And on the top counter, there was this empty wooden plate just placed on there. And drawing from my, you know, waiting experience, I figured the staff were just probably too busy and misplaced the plates. And I took them down to a lower tier and instantly I sensed this judgement from the older couple next to us and my girlfriend was grasping for air. I can hear her gently shouting through her teeth. Let's back, no! At this point, the entire place was looking at me and I can see the chef shaking his head in dismay. I really should stop hanging on to my old waiting days. Moments later, the chef physically hands me a sushi. Me being my helpful self, I brought the empty wooden plate to the chef so that he can place the sushi down onto my plate. At least that's what I thought he was trying to get me to do. Now, the couple on the other side next to us grasped for air and immediately looked away. The chef is refusing to put down the sushi. So I awkwardly took the sushi off his hand and then gracefully did a little bow. I had no idea. Even the eating style is so intimate. It was like Jesus sharing his bread with me. I was just so fascinated by this plate that no one ever touches or moves, no matter how many rounds of sushi we have. Sometime later, I'm a bit more confident with the setting. The next piece of sushi comes. I thought that I'm going to be like a pro and really utilize everything that's given to me on here. I took the sushi, I dunked it into the soy sauce, and then a couple on the far side of the restaurant grasped it. I was like, what now? Turns out, your rice should never come in contact with a soy sauce and if you really have to, you should turn it upside down so the soy sauce only touches the fish. And later on I also found out, you're not even meant to add any soy sauce or wasabi on there because the chef is meant to put just the right amount onto each piece and only a clown would add any other thing on and that you're basically disrespecting the culture and the chef himself. So why do you have these things as an option on there? After this two stressful hours of judgment from every single person in the restaurant, including the cleaning lady, I got off feeling that they didn't want us around there anymore. So we paid a bill and then we left. I felt this crowd of energy behind me. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do wrong this time? Did I get off the chair wrong? Should I have cartwheeled off or something? So I turned around And the entire staff and the chef was right behind us. And to set the scene, this posh Japanese restaurant was right inside of a nice shopping mall. So we are now in the shopping mall hallway while they are just inside the restaurant. And they just bowed, all together in such unison. I felt like a goddamn king. It was just lovely. Especially I disrespected everything I could have disrespected. I wanted to show my gratitude. So I bowed back, and of course, they bowed back, and I bowed back again. And here we are, we find ourselves in a bowing wall. My girlfriend had to physically stop me from bowing again and again after the fourth bow next to the freaking Albuquerque and Fitch. People around have to see me bowing to a wall for five minutes straight. Since then, my girlfriend stopped taking me to places without a brief, And that is exactly why I just want to go to the same restaurants and eat the same food. So please, can all restaurants come with an etiquette menu? If you love that, please, please, please do not subscribe, follow, download, thumbs up me, or any of the sort. Because that would mean you're super duper weird, man. If you didn't like that, then fair play. You clearly have a way more exciting life than I do, so fuck off and go play with your really cool friends. And finally, if you have the same weird thoughts as I do, go to my Instagram page at Awkward for some extra bits. The Awkward Turtle, over and out.